Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. And thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. This is Justin Hahnemann. This is the ContenderCast, and our mission is simple, to shine a light on bright ideas. And today, we are talking travel. I mean, like if you've ever thought about traveling the world, you're going to love the next 20 to 22 minutes because we are talking about um, the experience of traveling the world and and why you should do it and then how you can jump into it and some risks that go along with it. And we're going to talk about all of this in the context of a, a brand new book that's out called From the Rut to the Ledge um, by Suzanne Rutledge. And um, we have Suzanne on today's podcast and her husband, Mitch. Thanks for joining. We're so glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I am fired up about this conversation. So before we jump in, let's talk about your backgrounds. And I want you to share with our podcast audience, like your day jobs. Let's start with that. Suzanne? Yes, I work at a PR agency in Athens, Georgia. And uh, my background is really in communications. So I started out in television. I was a A news reporter, right? Is that what I saw? That's right. (laughs) For a very short time. And I realized that my favorite thing was telling good stories and good news. So I sort of transitioned into PR, worked for Coca-Cola for about 10 years. Yeah, we were there at the same time, right? right. At CCE. That's right, at CCE. And um, since after having my son, I transitioned into more of a part-time role working at a PR agency. Awesome. And you guys also lived in Great Britain for part of the time, right? Before Luke was born, Mitch and I had the opportunity to live in London for two years. Uh, We just, we love to travel. So any chance we've ever been able to get to travel, live abroad, we've taken it. Awesome. All right. And Mitch? Yeah, Justin, great to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. I'm glad you're on the podcast. So so I'm in sales. I'm a sales manager. I work for a company called SaaS, an analytics company. I've been in uh, technology and software my whole career um, since uh, graduating from Georgia Tech. Uh, So I've been in uh, technology and implementing and selling software. And now I've been with SaaS for almost eight years uh, with them. So, and, and, and they were part of the uh, journey of, of taking this trip. So Yeah. And I mean, small world. We're fraternity brothers, of course. And then we both you know, work in the analytics space. So this is an awesome connecting point. So, all right. So a couple of years ago, what one or two years ago, you guys decided, you know what, we're going to take off an entire year and travel the world, right? Yes. Okay. So how does that happen? And how did you get to that point? Like, what was the why behind that? Well, we, like I said, I've always loved to travel. When we lived abroad, we had this great opportunity living in London to just take weekend trips to different countries. We saw so much of the world and really had a hunger to see more. Um, But we were on a trip to Chile uh, for our 40th birthdays. And we met a girl who was traveling around the world by herself. Oh, interesting. Okay. Just, she happened to be staying on our hotel. We saw her walking to the same restaurant we were driving to, gave her a ride. Joined, she joined us for dinner and the rest is history. I was so floored. I had never considered leaving my job and just taking off, traveling around the world. So we asked her a million questions. She had had a wonderful, she was on the end of her trip, had had a wonderful experience. And we went home that night and said, we have to figure out how yeah. we can do this. Can we do this? How could, how could we do this? Wow. And so you're thinking through that decision. So you're both, you've both got day jobs. You're both kind of in the prime of your careers, right? And you have a young son, Luke. And like, how did you get to the decision point to say, you know, we're going to put all that to the side for, for some time and we're going to go out and have this experience? Well, I will say we prayed about it for quite a long time. Um, it was really about 
making sure that we were doing the right thing for our family, for our careers, but it was really a desire of our heart. So Luke was about seven years old at the time. We felt like he was old enough. He had been traveling a little bit with us internationally, and he was loved it, was very good at it, good traveler. So we felt like this could be the time. And we both just really took a leap of faith. I mean, Mitch's was the biggest because he had a full-time job, career. I was working part-time. Um, but we just both told our employers that it was um, something we wanted to do. We felt like it was a sabbatical that we wanted to sure. take with our family and experience this together. And surprisingly, I guess maybe not surprisingly, because it was meant to be. Right. Sure, of course. Everyone was really supportive. And so you, you you decided to tell your family. And are they like, that sounds great. We will come along with you. Or are they like, are you crazy? Like, what, what was above. there? <laughs> I can imagine. There's a great line in the book that Suzanne will tell you about her what her sister said. Who, yes, who, my sister is not a big traveler. Right. Um, so she said she'd rather be drowned in a bathtub <laughs> than go on a trip with her family for nine months. Oh, my not gosh. Not a desire of her heart at all. But my mom mom was really sweet. She loves to travel. She takes mission trips with her church and she was ready to come with us. She was like, take me with you. Yeah. I think you're either in one camp or the other, or like you're either in the, I I don't need to travel. I'm fine being, you know, wherever I live in my community around that, or you want to travel, can't wait to get out and travel and whatnot. Right. Sometimes it's just part of your fabric, Sure. you know, and we definitely appreciated that and acknowledged that like it is not for everyone. But it was definitely for us. And so we were so excited to be able to do it. Absolutely. So a lot has to go into planning to depart for, what, nine months, 12 months? Yes, we were gone nine months. Nine months. Uh, not You didn't return home to, to change out your clothes and your bags or anything like that, right? So what are the things that went into planning the trip and you know getting yourselves prepared to go? Well, we definitely decided we wanted to chase summer. We thought, what a great idea. It will be warm. Um, we won't have to pack winter clothes, which are bulky. We were really traveling light. So we packed clothes for one week and we all had one carry on suitcase and one day pack. So it was really minimizing our life and simplifying our life. Um, which was exciting because we weren't carrying around a lot of literal baggage. Sure, We were just ready for the adventure. And you had a home in Athens, right? So what about that and kind of leaving all of that behind? We, um, another God thing, we had some friends approach us while we were talking just amongst ourselves about the trip, we hadn't really put it out there yet. Um, because Mitch said, we have to rent our house just for the mortgage. We can't cover the mortgage and pay to travel. And a girlfriend approached me at church and said, will you be on the lookout for a rental? We're ready to renovate and we can't find one in our neighborhood. We really want to stay here and, you know, and we want a house like ours. So just let me know if you hear of one. Sure enough, your two house weeks, was available. Two weeks later, Mitch <laughs> went to coffee with his husband, her husband, and offered our house. Wow. So they rented it from us. I, th- I think we really realized that when we the idea came about that, you know, if the doors keep opening, right. then this is meant to be. Sure. Right. And it and, was and, easy and almost. That's right. And yeah. and you know, the doors of going to the school and saying, Hey, we want to take our child out of school. Are you okay with that? Can we come back? Will he be able to? And they were absolutely the headmaster of our school was loves to travel. He's was fully supportive of him. Like, wow, this was easier than we thought, right? And then and then the house situation, that door opened. We're like, wow. And then, you know, the the job front, you know, Suzanne works part-time. So for her, um, you know, she was able to work with her employer and, and it worked out well for for her. For me, you know, as a you know, full-time uh, supporter of the household. Um, that was a big question. And I remember going and sitting down with, you know, one of my mentors and leaders at my company and telling him this story and, you know, saying, you know, they'll either fire me. And, and I went in saying, look, I'm doing this 
what's so the best way? In. Yeah, you I said, what, 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 do I quit? You know, can I take a leave of absence? What are the options? And he, you know, his first question to me, well, is everything okay? Like, you know, why are you doing this? And I said, no, we just love to travel. This is something we want to do as a family and create this, uh, you know, these memories. And he said, let me go find out what we can do for you. And ultimately, um, I work for SAS and they're a great company to work for. And they didn't have a policy for this, but they said, you know, you can take a leave of absence and we can't guarantee you a position when you come back. But when you're ready to come back, um, as long as it's less than one year that you're gone, we'll, you know, you can apply as an internal candidate for any open positions and let's just see what happens. And, you know, again, the doors kept opening and thankfully when I came back, there was a, a, a position for me. So that's awesome. Um, you know, I, it, it worked out very well. So those doors just opened. It was, it was truly meant to be for us. That's really cool. Well, and, and, you know, you talk about where you're going to go and you talked about chasing summer. So, you know, obviously a, a big why in your trip was the learning experiences throughout in the different places. So how did you decide your roadmap for those nine months? And then what about budget and, you know, managing all of that process? Right. I'll let Mitch talk budget. He's our budger. (laughs) (laughs) But we had a really fun time just looking at the world map. And we went away each other and said, go away on your own and write down all the places that you would like to go. And we'll come back together and see where they overlap. And of course, there were a lot that did overlap, the things that we wanted to see. Um, We wanted to volunteer. That was a really important piece of our trip. Um, We didn't want it to just be an extended vacation. We were seeing bucket list items, you know, Great Barrier Reef, Taj Mahal, you know, fantastic things. But we also wanted to give back and spend time in each place. We tried to really travel slow so that we could embed ourselves in a community and feel what it was really like to live there instead of just pop in for a couple of days into a hotel, do the top tourist sites and get out, you know? So all of that went into the planning of mapping out our all the way around the country. Right. And so how did you, yeah. And so how did you figure out, like you, you mentioned volunteering. So where to volunteer and how to get plugged into volunteer opportunities globally you know, I think it's a lot easier when you're looking around town or, you know, around the state and whatnot. But you know what I mean? Like, how did you figure out where you could plug into those types of opportunities? There was a lot of research online. So that we, I think we started there. We also reached out to other ministries and um, international charities that we knew about. One example is we're in a Bible study called Community Bible Study that's international. So I reached out to the director and she connected us with people in different countries. Um, We connected with a few um, missions that my mom had been with. So when we were in Kenya, we volunteered in an orphanage there that my mom had been visiting for 10 years. So she knew that it was a great place to go, that we could, you know, she knew what we would expect and especially traveling with a child. Sure. You know, you want to make sure that the places you end up are safe. Right. And, you know, upstanding and all of that. Um, But a really fun place we went was an elephant nature park. Right. So I I remember, uh, we'll talk about the book, but you guys had an interesting experience there, right? We did. It was, um, it was really fun because it was one that I found online. It had great recommendations, but it's an elephant sanctuary. So you don't go there to ride elephants. You really go there to care for these elephants that have been harmed or abused during their lives. Um, and we didn't really know what to expect. We didn't know if it would be kind of too rustic for our our, you know, liking the accommodations were going to be pretty rough. Right. Um, but I think we just went all in and we just said, this is what we want to do. It's a week. Um, Mitch even said, he was like, we're going to pay to volunteer. <laughs> <For a week. laughs> 
wait a minute. Yeah. I thought we were volunteering. Why are we paying? Right. But it was such a well done organization and we fell so in love with the cause. We learned so much and we felt like we really were making a difference, even though what we were doing a lot was scooping poop. Sure. You know, that was one of my favorite stories, by the way, in your book. I, I, I thought I, I laughed when I read the whole experience. Thank you. It was great. It was fantastic. I highly recommend it. I mean, if you if you as a family are looking to do something more than just go and hang out at a beach, Thailand is phenomenal. And you can do these opportunities that really mean something to you and your family. It's not just about you. It's about giving back. But you as a family really come together during that time and make totally some great agree. memories. Yeah. And you walk away with, uh, you know, those are the memories you have versus just the tourist spots. You know, like that's one thing that I know Monique and I have appreciated. All right. So love all of that. There's got to be like some budgetary management, right? I mean, you're going to go out of town and travel for nine months. It's like flights and trains and planes and automobiles and hotels and hostels. So, Mitch, how, how does that come together? So, you know, we all travel at different levels and we have, you know, <laughs> think right. about that. And that's clearly people say, oh, well, how much does it cost? And I would, my first answer would be is all depends on how you want to travel, right? I mean, if you want to stay in super nice places, you can, you know, it's the it's very simple equation of, of that. But for us, one, I think one key thing is you realize that the cost that you have at home you don't have when you're traveling, right? You don't have a cable bill. You don't have sure. an electric bill. You don't have all of these, you know, all of these costs that you have when you're when you're on the road. So, in fact, I would tell you that our costs when we were traveling were substantially less than our monthly costs when we're at home. Sure, just because of that, and, and you know, with all including all of these travels that we did. Yeah, I've traveled my whole career. Uh, I used every Sky Mile, you know, Starwood <laughs> Point card, you know, right? over the yep. over the course of uh, nine months that I that I had, and and you know was smart about that. I think traveling today is so much easier than it was historically. I mean, um, just there's a website for everything that's efficient. I mean, and Uber is truly everywhere, right? We were doing Uber in in from Australia, New Zealand to India, uh, and even in Kenya. I mean, we it works great. So I think it's it. it and all of those, that technology makes it easy to price shop and find reviews so you know what you're getting for the price that you're paying. So I would tell you again, we, we were spending less than we would normally spend at home on a monthly Interesting. basis. And most people probably wouldn't know that. Yes. You know, yeah, I think that's a key thing to, to recognize. I do have to say, Mitch is a travel ninja. <laughs> you know, there is some research that needs yeah. to be done so that you don't, so that you do find the best price. Sure, no And doubt. because he has traveled for his whole career and because he really watches those rewards points credit cards, miles, et cetera, we maximized those. Absolutely. So, I mean, staying for 30 nights for free in Starwood properties because sure. of his points and getting upgraded once we got there. Um, so many flights that we did not have to pay for. We only paid on our very first leg from Atlanta to New Zealand, we only paid $200 total wow. for all three tickets right. because of the using yeah, the points use, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, the, the credit card. Yeah, miles. So you go on this trip, and uh, there's lots of great takeaways. And and now in front of me is this book from the rut to the ledge. And uh, I had a chance to help do some editing with this. So I I loved your storytelling, and I I just think that. And I told you this when I read the first chapter. Like I was so into it with just the first piece of work that you had done for this book. And now here it is together. And I think you're a great writer, Suzanne. And um, I want to talk about the book. So 
When you went on the trip, though, you had not planned to write the book. Isn't that right? That's right. And thank you. That's so kind of you to say. You were oh gosh, a really tuck, tuck important ride. part of. You were a really important part of the um, of the process uh, as it being a, a being a first time author. So thank you. Well, yeah. So let's talk about it. So you got back from the trip. How did you decide? you know, take what you had experienced and convert it into a book. A lot of people would have gone into something like that and been thinking, oh, I'm going to write something afterwards and therefore had, you know, planned that. So how did you get to that point where you're going to turn your experience into a book? I never thought I had the capacity to write a book. I went to journalism school. I've always written short form in PR. And um, I just thought a book was beyond my capabilities. But we had so many great experiences and so much content on this trip. We were keeping a travel blog just for our friends and family at home. And and many people did say, oh, you've got to write a book. Those are such great stories. And I thought, oh, I don't know if that'll ever happen. But toward the end of the trip, as we began to reflect, you know, during the trip, you're really experiencing it. And we were all in to try to experience every minute. We weren't working. We were really just focused on the trip. But once you started to reflect towards the end on all that we learned and all of these travel tips that we had gleaned out of all this research, I was like, we've got to share this story. And I think for me, too, it was a challenge personally to try to write a book. Of course. You know, I didn't think I could do it. I was like, if I'm ever going to have content, now is the time. You know, this is... (laughs) This is it. Well, and so many times we meet people that, you know, they they say they've got an idea for a book. They have talked about writing a book. They ask questions about writing a book. They even put ideas down and then they don't write the book. And so what I thought was so cool in this instance with you was that not only did you have the idea, but I mean, weeks later, chapters were flying out and you had a, a group, right? That was kind of your advisory uh, board, I'll call it, that was helping provide input. And then you figured it out and here we are, right? And now the fun part begins with it rolling out. It, so It was exciting. The whole process was exciting and, and a huge learning experience for me. Yes. And we're going to talk about that in a minute in terms of th- some of the lessons learned. But um, so let's start with the why in the book. So why did you write it? And what do you hope that people get out of it? Well, I think I wrote it because we wanted to inspire other families to travel. We realized, I mean, even traveling with a child, that you can do it. I mean, if if you have the desire to travel, that you should not feel that you can't. You should not wait until retirement. You should do it while you can and try to make that happen. I'm a huge fan of seeking out your dream, whatever it is. Even if you don't like to travel, what is your dream? Sure. How do you make that happen? I feel like that's a lot about your podcast. <laughs> be a contender. Right. You know, if you don't even totally. get in the game, you're not going to win. I totally agree. <laughs> Did I tell you to say that? No. <laughs> I agree. We're very common. We're on the same page in that. (laughs) So I think that was the biggest thing was to share our story so that people could know it can happen. Sure. We we didn't we're not we didn't win the lottery. You know, we did quit our jobs. We we did do this on faith, but when we did, it was a huge experience and such a blessing. So So one of the things I like about the format for the book is that you not only talk about the different destinations and the places that you went along the way, but you know, you offer the trip trip tips and um, kind of the best practices or ways to think about it if anyone else were to want to go to those places. So talk about some of those and how you got to that point of yes. recommend those. Well, I feel like it's more than a memoir. I feel like it's our story and you can read our highs, our lows, our experiences in every single country we went to. But it's also very practical in terms of a if you need a travel book, if you're headed to Croatia, you can read our book because we have an entire... I think two chapters on Croatia. We offer trip tips. I offer trip tips at the end of every chapter. And then we 
provided a recommendation guide at the end of the book. Oh, very good. That's basically a reference of all of our favorite things by country by country, every website of museums, free walking tours, cooking schools, even the places we stayed that we thought were the best and wanted to recommend to other people. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Australia, Bangkok, um, Cambodia, Vietnam, Hong Kong. I mean, the list is is lengthy. And I think that it it would be a good guide to, to leverage and reference if you were planning you know, trip to that space. So um, what were some of the biggest lessons learned in p- taking your many ideas and notes and then crafting them into something that became a book and something interesting for others to want to purchase and read? Well, I think our probably our blog was a great starting point for me. And Mitch and Lou, and I, all three of us kept travel journals. So it was really fun for me to go back through those journals to create the entire manuscript of the book. Um, And I think from a practical writing standpoint, it was really great for me. It was cathartic to (laughs) revisit all this. We had traveled for nine months. We had gotten back into our lives in Athens. And I, you know, there was a certain bit of sadness to that, but then I could spend, you know, two days a week just diving back into our trip and writing about it. So I I made a schedule every Tuesday and Thursday on my days off. I went to the public library. I, you know, put it, put it in my calendar. It was, it was an agenda item for me to sit down and write the book. Absolutely. So others have, have thought about it. Um, and, and what would you say are your biggest lessons learned from going from idea, concept, content to finished product here, ready to have your, your book roll out? What would be the top two or three lessons learned in writing and putting something like this together? Well, I think I'm a, I'm a doer. So for me, it was <clears throat> getting that on the calendar and actually mapping out my outline um, for us because it was a journey country by country that kind of started it, but then teasing out those learnings throughout and some of the bigger stories that were part of the book. Um, gosh, we traveled slowly. Yeah, what I was just going to say, I think back to your um, suggestions was your editorial board, right? I mean, this, this group sure. that you had that, that so, you were sort of feeding chapters a couple at a time. You know, that to get keep, input, it was was right. critical. That kept the process going, and a, someone had recommended that idea to me because I was self publishing. You know, you really need an editing team, and so I found these folks who were friends, but also experienced in this, um, that were also willing to take the time. I mean, it was it was a favor, and I was sure. so thankful that I could send them chapters, and they would give me honest feedback. So that was a huge piece of of the process. And then I think also the, um, you know, you chose to use a publishing house to do self-publishing. And I think people, you know, for you, that was a good way to give you some structure around the sort of creation process and and knowing how that gets launched and what they did for you. So Right. I, I was, I was, it was a whole new experience. I didn't know what I was doing. And so sure. for me to find a self-publisher that would walk me through that and kind of guide me was very comforting because sure. it was, I'd never written a book before. Right. So I think that was very helpful. Um, I don't know how you feel in your experiences <laughs> of writing books. Um, for me, it was nice to have that guidance sure. and that expertise. And talk about the title, From the Rut to the Ledge. I mean, I get it, Rutledge, last name and all, but I mean, like, really think about the rut, right? So talk about the title. Isn't it how you great? Can, I think that's an awesome name. But. I have to give credit to my cousin who, when we were about to start the trip, she was helping us start our travel blog and she came up with the name. And it's so perfect because for us, the entire journey was all about stepping out of our comfort zone. So getting out of our comfortable rut which we love our lives. They were wonderful, but we were ready to push ourselves and do something different. And so we got out of that rut. And really our goal was always to push ourselves onto the ledge, 
to go beyond what we thought was comfortable, to do things that people were like, ooh, wow, you're going to do that? We're like, yes, we want to experience this 100%. You know, we want to we go to a different side of the world and try to live there and see what it's like. So that was our, you know, we even got to Italy, which we had been to several times. It was sort of late in the trip. And Mitch said to me, he goes, you know, we need to, we need to get back on the ledge. This is, this is getting too comfortable. We need to push ourselves. So we decided to sign up for woofing, which is <laughs> farming. <laughs> it's called woofing. It stands for Willing Workers on Organic Farms. Okay. So we signed up for a week of working on a farm in southern Italy for free with a family. They gave us room and board. And we did work for them. And it was so uncomfortable, but we had the best time. We loved this family and it was a great experience. Yeah, that's a, if you want one of those recommendations of a truly amazing experience, I mean, woofing is around the world and you can go and, you know, work in, you know, vineyards or we worked on an, it was an olive uh, grove, olive tree grove and helped this family, you know, they just take basically free volunteer volunteers. And it was just a fantastic experience to, you know, a week on the farm, we were in very rustic accommodations with a family that spoke very, very little English. And it was just, I mean, we talk about it to this day, it's just a fantastic experience. So it was great. It was, it was not our typical Italian experience. <laughs> right. Wine, pasta, <laughs> exactly. pizza. Right. Yeah. But it was phenomenal. So wow. that to us was sort of the theme. And that's why it's the title of the book is it was getting out of our normal every day and pushing ourselves to learn more, experience more and, and enrich our lives. I mean, to me, that's just the big idea of this entire project. And I, that's what I love about it is the title is challenging in its own name before you even open the book. And that's what I think is so cool about it. Um, where can uh, our listeners find the book and find you? Well, we've just launched the book. It's on Amazon. It's awesome. on barnesandnoble.com. And it'll be in local bookstores. And um, I'm happy to come and speak about it. If you have a book club that wants to read the book, I'm going to create some book discussion questions that I'll put on our website. And would just love to encourage people to read it. Awesome. And that's www.ruttotheledge.com. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. This is awesome. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having us, Justin. All right. For more information on today's topic or to access additional leadership content, tools, and resources, check out contenderbrands.com. Also, you can download other ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store and Google Play Store. And remember, every winner started as a contender. Contender.